Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Andrew Davis here from the Comic Book Investing System Podcast. And today I got a very cool thing to talk about. It's actually this right here. So this is actually pinned right now to the top of my Facebook page. And for those who are listening on Anchor and see it, you can go over to that page. It is the Comic Book Investing System Podcast on Facebook, where all these live things happen first, and they get transferred over to Anchor. But having said all that, what I have in my hand right here is seven questions that help you figure out what comics to invest in. And you can actually download this sheet and use it completely free. Use it for whatever you want to use. And these are just seven basic questions to figure out what comics you should invest in. So I'm going to read and we're going to walk through this because I'm doing a presentation slash thing with Zenoscope tomorrow night. And we're going to be talking about a little bit of this. And I want to give everybody some free tools who's part of that stream some free tools as well as everybody who's listening to this podcast and Facebook live stuff. So typically how this sheet works is that we have a yes column, right? Yes column is right here. And the no column is right here. And then we have a series of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven questions. So that are yes or no answers. And so this is how you determine because you obviously need to answer all questions and whichever category has more is going to determine where you're at with investing. So I figured I would walk through some of this stuff here because I think it's super interesting. So the first question is, is this comic an investment? So right off the bat with that question, is it yes or no? There's no, well, it could be. It's either yes or it's no. And just because you put a no on that doesn't mean you disqualify the rest of the questions. It can disqualify the rest of the questions. But for intents and purposes for this, that's not a disqualifier. It just gives you an idea of where you're at. So now we pick one or the other. Then we go to the next question. Can I afford to buy this comic? And so these are tough questions because now you have to say, well, you know, on the first one, just to backtrack, is this comic an investment? Well, what is this comic? What is it going to be? Okay, so you're asking yourself that, and then you get your answer for whatever comic. I mean, you could plug in, you know, if you're looking at a Batman number one, for instance, you know, is Batman number one, New 52, an investment, or is it a personal book, is what we're asking. Because this is really important to understand, and this still applies for personal books. But then we move on to that, so you have to dive deep into what you are, and you have to say, can I afford to buy this comic? So then you need to look at your finances, and you need to actually dive deeper into can I afford this is the answer yes or is the answer no again not a disqualifier if the answer is no it just gives you an idea now is the comic book price too high perfect example is that we saw this just recently with punchline and that book that came out I think Batman 92 or 93 I think was when punchline first made her cameo appearance well, that book was like going crazy up and down, and now it's sort of settled down a little bit, but that's a great question. If you say, well, this book's an investment, can I afford to buy this comic? Yeah, I can afford it, but is the book price too high? So now you actually have to analyze and really think about what you're going to spend on this book and what it's going to cost and things like that. Is it priced a little too high for my position or do I think it's too high or do is there too much speculation surrounding it and then after we get to that and again if that's no we still have four more questions to talk about is the comp in good condition you know and this could be very interesting because there's two questions that are being asked so obviously what does good condition mean 
Does good condition mean that if it's a 100-year-old comic book that it's in a 4.0? Or does good condition mean that it's from three days ago and it's a 9.6? So obviously good condition is subjective to what that means depending on what you're buying or depending on the price. You know, for instance, an Ultimate Fallout 4 in a 4.0 is 50 bucks. You know, is that a good price for a 4.0? That's, and that's an exaggeration. I actually don't know what an Ultimate Fallout 4 is going for in a 4.0 or a 2.0 for that matter. But you get the gist of the argument. But then again, a Hulk 181 and a 6.5 might be going for $1,800. So is that a good price for that condition? So you need to really ask that, is the condition good? And then you combine it with the price and that gives you an idea. But for all intents and purposes, we're simplifying the question. But you do need to read a little bit into that question. Is the comic in good condition? So if you're dealing with a modern book, it's got to be a 9.6 or 9.8. You know, if you're buying a Batman you know, the punchline special, and you're looking for that nice, clean one, a good condition, it should be a 9.8. A 9.6 on the lowest scale is what's going to give you your answer. But you get the gist of the question. Because what this does now is that, and you're going to see why in a second, and you give a great example in a second why this is super important. I sort of already tipped my hat off a little bit. But you get the gist of where we're going with this. Because obviously it's a yes or no answer. And then you have to ask yourself the question, will the comic go up in value? Now, this is basically saying, hey, am I going to increase money on it? Or is it going to not go up in value? Or do I not think it's going to go up in value? Or do I think it's going to go up in value? And when you get that in there, then you're now saying, okay, I'm debating on my rate of return here. But again, it's either going to go up in value or it's going to go down in value. That's what it's going to do. There's not a third option. There is never a third option. I know, oh, but, you know, Andrew, it's going to stay the same. And it's been staying the same for the last 10 years. Well, then it's obviously going down in value because of inflation. And also, it's the fact that if it was staying the same for the last 10 years and you put your money into a dividend-producing stock, well, you would have made more money on that end. And then that kind of leads into the second question. And it's, it's, it's the last... Sixth question down for those who are downloading the sheet and following along is that will the comic exceed 11% per year? So the S&P 500 averages in its inception from really 1926 all the way up to 2018 slash 2019 was doing about 10%. There's some debate on that number, but from 1957 to 2019, it has been averaging 10% a year. Now, some years it goes up, some years it goes down. From 2010 to 2020, it did 13.6%. So it actually beat that. But then there's been years where it's a negative 4%. So my point is that on average, it does 10% in its entire inception, which is the top 500 companies in America. So something that the, you have to realize is that that's the benchmark that I use. You know, I spoke about benchmarks in another video. Well, 11% is a number I got to beat. Now, I'm not interested in beating just 11%, but that's the starting discussion point. So will the comic book exceed 11% per year? Now, let me give you an example. If you bought a book for 20 bucks, you, know, you only need to exceed $2.10, give or take. You know, It's not that hard to exceed 10, 10% on a $20 book. 
Now, if you bought a book for a thousand, it's a lot harder to exceed 10, 10%. But also, when I say per year, you also have to factor in, and this goes beyond the checklist, but this gives some, I guess, insight into it all, all of this, is that you don't have to do it every single year. You know, sometimes a book can take a few years and then all of a sudden has a 40% spike out of nowhere. You know, there's Ultimate Fallout 4 is a great example of that, where it had a big spike and they were giving away the book for free on free comic book day and first copies and first editions, you know, seven years ago because it was practically worthless. And then fast forward now, that book is a $500 book on a bad day and a 9.8. So my point is that it took a while for that book to spike. So that 11% per year is what you're aiming for on an annualization average rate. So if you hold on to a book for three years and its first year it does 7%, but then its next year it does 14%, and then you divide that by two, obviously it, it had 7 and 14% gains. Obviously, you're going to have a higher annualization rate closer to 11% versus that 7 and 14% because obviously you made significant gains on the book. But that's something that you have to keep in mind where – you, you do have to keep in mind, though, that is the book, and that's why I asked the question the way I asked the question, is because will the comic exceed 11% per year? And so that's something that you have to thoroughly analyze and question, saying, okay, is this book going to increase in value? And that's what you do. And then the last question that I ask is, is the comic sellable? So sellable means to me is that is there a demand for this book right now? Will there be in the future? Is this book significant enough? Is it got a cool artist attached to it? Does it have a little print run? Does it have a cool character appearing? Or is it a monumental book? Or what is special about this book that somebody in five years from now is going to want this book? So that's what sellable means. It means that there's going to be a demand for it. And it's not just that, oh, my God, everybody's so excited in the next six months. And then, boom, it's done. It's done. In which other people will want it, but they're not going to demand it. You know, perfect example of this is a Saga 1. Saga 1 is such a sellable book that at any point, I could sell that book. Now, maybe I can't sell it for $1,200, but I know that it can move quick, and it will move quick. It's sellable. You know, there's certain books that are sellable. You know, I'm a big Zenoscope fan. As I stated, I'm going to be on their live stream tomorrow night at 745. You know, certain books of theirs are sellable, very sellable. They just... And that's Siri, everybody. But what winds up happening is that that's sellable. It's very sellable, those books. And, and a bunch of them are. And so I know that in three years from now, certain of those books I can sell. And apparently Siri is being difficult and being not cooperative because it thinks sellable is her name, which is a funny thing. But anyhow, the point that I'm trying to make is that I ask myself that question because that's how you make your exit. That's how you make money. That's how you say, hey, I'm making an exit here is based on the sellability of a book. So that's something to keep in mind. So now I said we're going to use an example. So I'm going to just pick a – we're going to pick a uh, – Ultimate Fallout 4 is a good book, book to take a look at. Is this comic an investment? So when you ask yourself, is Ultimate Fallout out for which is the first appearance of Miles Morales is that an investment so is it, now you have to make the determination I sort of spoke about this a little bit before but I want to walk through it again is okay are we keeping this for ourselves in our personal collection and that is this something that 
I want to hold on for the next 20 years and it's not going to even be considered to be put up on eBay or traded or anything like that? Yes or no? So for, for, for me, I am viewing it as an investment. I'm going to just mark that box. So, so I said, yes, it's an investment. Great. Can I afford to buy this comic? Well, you know, for, for all intents and purposes, I have five grand in the bank in this circumstance. Whether I have five grand or not in real life doesn't matter. We're using the example. The book is a $500 book. So yes, I can afford to buy it, technically. I have $500 of discretionary fund money for, for all intents and purposes so I can buy the book. Great. So now, let's say the book's not 500 bucks. Let's say the book is 700. Now, I think that book is priced a little too high. There's a lot of them out there. You know, I'm looking at a 9.6 and 9.8 CGC. I personally think the book is priced a little too high at the moment. I'm looking at more of a $500 range, not a $700 range. So right now, I think the book is priced a little too high. Great. Okay. So I think I think I think it's sort of for, for all intents and purposes, and I'm walking through this exercise for a reason, the way I am, and certain facts might not all add up. So don't use this as you know an example and and, and as research positioning and research fodder. But I'm getting a point across. I think everybody understands that. So now we're looking at a 9.8. It's 700 bucks. The comic is in great condition, undeniably. So so, so the comic is in good condition. Now will the comic? Go up in value. Now, I think the comic will go up in value. I absolutely think the comic's going to go up in value. So I'm going to X that one out right here. Now, will the comic exceed 11%? I don't think it will. I think it's going to aim like, like a 7% position. And I think eventually it'll respike and fall back down and respike. And obviously, with the movie coming out, I think it, I think it's not going to do 11% per year when we do a whole annualization discussion on it. So I put an X there. And now, is the comic book sellable? Yeah, the comic is very sellable. And so, clearly, so this is what we did here. What we just did is that we asked a bunch of series of tough questions. And as you can see, I have one, two, three, four, five yeses, and I have two no's on a series of seven questions. Now, the reason why we, we do this with certain books and I ask these questions is that we have five versus two. So, obviously, this gives me a barometer that... Oh, this is what I'm thinking. This is what I'm re reacting to. This is what I'm analyzing. So it says if we were to do this, and I'm not a math guy, but you know, five out of seven is is more favorable to on the yes side of being. Hey, you know, I'm leaning towards investing, even though I have doubts. Is that I think the comic book is priced too high, and I don't think it's going to exceed 11%. Still, there are more favorable things than not. Now let's say that. I said, oh, you know, I don't think, you know, you know, can I afford to buy this comic? And it was a no. It'd be 3-4, which means that I'm still more favorable towards the yes side, but I'm not as favorable as a 5-2 to two position or a 6-1 to one or an all-7 position. And so what this does is that it gives you two things. It breaks it down for you really, really simple and understanding and it gives you an idea of where you stand. It forces you to actually ask tough questions. And it also says, hey, what percentage am I leaning towards this book based on these questions? And so that's the whole point of this. And as you can see, and I simplified the entire answer. And we spoke a lot about this. But this is what this tool is meant to do. And it's a very simple tool. 
and it's not that complicated. And you might say, oh, I could have thought of that. And I use a variety or a variation of that already. And if you do, great. You don't need it. But the reason why I bring this up is because this applies to a $20 book or a $20,000 book. It doesn't matter what it bought. It applies to. The price tag isn't in this. These questions are seven questions that have about 10 other questions attached into each and every single one of them and actually makes you answer and dig deep. If you use this tool and you say, is this comic an investment? And you actually sit down and you think and you say, huh, is this an investment? Yes, no. Why is it going to be? See, see how I'm asking all these questions on just question one? You know, what, what is this comic going to be for me? And it's okay if it's personal. It's okay if it's an investment. But it's asking, hey, what is this comic to me? And then can I afford to buy this comic? What that's going to force you to do is look at your budget. Look at how much money you have. Look at how much money you bring in. Look at how much money you, you have in the bank. Look how much money you have with your bills. It's, it's forcing you to actually look at your money before you buy something. And then, and then is the comic book price too high? Guess what you got to do? You got to say to yourself, hey, what is the price? What is the last six months that this book has sold at? Is this book too high? What's going on that might spike the price? Or is it low? Are we in a comic drought? Are we in a comic surplus? How many books are out there? You know, on this book, is it priced fairly? See the point? Then is the comic in good condition? Well, you're determining it. Obviously, if it's CGC, it's much easier to figure that out if it's CGC which means it's greater CBCS because now it's objective or subjective. But now you, if it's a subjective, but you gotta say, okay, what, what does the corner look like? What does this look like? And so you now actually have to take a look at the book and determine what it looks like. And then, and so you actually have to say, okay, what is this? And then you might have to look at two or three more and say, okay, which one's better? Which one looks cleaner? Which one looks sharper? Which one's colors are richer? You know, with, with the book, you know, which one, is going to require a pressing or not a pressing or, or or some some TLC. Which one's going to do X? And then we got to, you know, ask the question, will the comic go up in value? So, so the value component. Is this an appreciating asset or a depreciating asset? Is this asset going forward and adding wealth into its repertoire? Is it a money producing thing? Is it not money producing? Is it depreciating for a variety of reasons? You got to figure that out. And then on top of that, you have to say, okay, let's say it's appreciating. Great. How much is it appreciating by? How much wealth is being added into its system and into its entity? Is it constantly exceeding X? Is it, is it, is it not delivering with, 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 with what's going on? And you have to ask that. And it's super important. And is it beating what is one of the benchmarks I use, the S&P 500, which is 10%. Is it doing 11% or better? Because if it's not, maybe that's not the book you want to invest in. And then is the comic sellable? Meaning that, hey, maybe it's increasing value. Maybe it's doing a great job. Maybe it's, it's, it's adding constant wealth, but maybe it's not a sellable asset where it's valuable, but it's hard to sell it. And so... And, and, and also you have to research now what do these things sell for? You know, if it's adding 30 grand and it's worth 30 grand, but it's only selling for 25 and you bought it at 22, you know, you have to actually understand that. And, and how, how, how does it sell? How does it move out? How does it 
sit on the market? You know, does it take six months for it to move? And this is all sellable questions. So these seven questions are really 70 questions. But it's and you had the way you use this is that you ask yourself those tough positions. And these are these are very simplified questions that insinuate and have about 10 questions built into each and every single one of them for that specific reason. And that's how you use this tool. And this is this is seems simple, but it's extremely complicated. And I wanted to introduce this to everybody listening to this podcast and listening to Facebook Live. Obviously, you could see it on Facebook Live. And if you are listening on Anchor, uh, go over to the Facebook page, download this, and read along with us because and and download this and put it in front of you or just take a look at it. It's in Dropbox. It's completely free. You can download it. And it's just an amazing tool for you to use because it does, it will make the difference in your comic book investing because this gives you seven questions that will change the way you approach things and, and deal with things and the way you approach books. So I just wanted to give this to everybody for free. Obviously, I'm going to be giving it away to about 150 people tomorrow night are going to have access to two. And so I figured that everybody who's following my podcast and seeing this, whether it's today, tomorrow, or in three weeks from now, you guys should have access to two um, because this is one of the coolest tools that I use. I use uh, quite a few versions of it, and this is sort of the simplest and cleanest version out there, and it's just as good as anybody other's tools out there. And again, I just wanted to give it to you for free. These seven questions definitely will determine and help you make better comic investments. So anyway, on that note, uh, again, thank you for watching. It's always appreciated. I appreciate everybody who watches these, this stuff. I appreciate everybody who pays attention. And again, my goal is to make you a better comic book investor by giving you insight, answering tough questions, telling you what I think and what I've, I, I've experienced in pretty much the 10 years that I've been a collector and a comic book buyer, flipper, seller, and everything in between, and I've seen it all. So that's what I'm here to do. And this is what the entire purpose of this show is one purpose, and that's to make you a better comic book investor. So thank you for watching. Again, tomorrow night, 7.45, I will be live on Zenoscope. You can follow on their Facebook page. It's free. It starts at 6, but I will actually be making a guest appearance at 7.45. And we're going to just talk about comic book investing and collecting and all sorts of fun stuff. So for those who are checking that out, um, I recommend you seeing me talk because it's going to be about 20 minutes and... It's going to be really cool for me, and I'm going to bring a lot of value. Stuff similar to what I've been talking about, and probably a bunch of other stuff that's just going to be cool to talk about and talk about their collection, but collecting as a general whole. So, again, check that out. And again, thank you for watching. And I will catch you tomorrow and Friday. We take the weekends off, and then we go for five days once again. So, definitely, we are a daily podcast. And a daily Facebook Live at the same time. So check all that stuff out. And I will catch you tomorrow.